is the Ohio Indie Report. I'm Veda Scott, and you're listening to Justin Summers, who won a date with me at AIW's J-Lit Tournament. Hey, Doug, I think it's about time we put off for the city, man. That's looking like we forgot or something. Remember that? Man, I'm so crazy, and it's a goddamn shame. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, this is Pedro DeLuca, and now it is time for your main event of the evening. Introducing your host from Northeast Ohio, he is heavy set, and now here is the Ohio Indie Report. Welcome back to the Ohio Indie Report right here on Kayfabe Sports Radio, where it is all a work. Yes, it took me months upon months upon months upon months to put together another episode of the Ohio Indie Report. And I, I just I apologize. I picked like probably one of the wrong times to ever start doing the Ohio Indie Report because it was like shortly after uh, I went through financial troubles of losing a job, and then uh, recently with the, uh, which any longtime listener has known of my career change of becoming a truck driver, and the tr- truck driving has cost me from going to Absolution. It cost me from going to uh, the Last Girls Night Out tapings, and I've just been so far behind on all this stuff. But there's one event that I look forward to every year, and that is Hell on Earth. But I'm going to review a little bit. First off, check, for those who don't check it out, I, I don't know, I, I don't check the listenership on this. I don't check the, I, I care, but I don't care at the same time. I'm doing this because I like doing it, and I've gotten enough feedback from people, for example, here on the Ohio Indie Report, people that are just like, I like what you do. I like this about it. And, you know, I listened to your show on my way to the show and it got me pumped and I can hear it from a handful of people and that's enough for me to keep doing this. But going back, like I said, all the way back to earlier this year, back to May, the last show I did was JLIT Tournament. JT Lightning Invitational Tournament. I, I love that weekend. It's a great weekend. And anybody who listened to that episode or listened to the episodes last year is I was determined to win the date auction last year, I got out. I pretty much got outbid. I got uh, r- uh, not ran out of the building, but it's just I had $105 maximum in my pocket, and that was the change that I knew I had in my truck. Well, I was outbid to $110 this year. First off, bidding it started low, and then some guy randomly stood up and bid $100, which was our bidding part of our bidding last year. We started low, and then we went up $5, $5, $5. I started with 100, and next thing you know, or no, we started at 100, my bad. And then a guy popped up and said 200, and pretty much we, within the first bid, almost doubled the money. It was me, Stefan, and Jim. Well, quickly, I forget how how much money Stefan was eliminated. Well, got down to me and Jim. He bid 100, I mean 265 dollars, and all I had to do was bid a merely 270, and that would pretty much run me out of my money. The money that I had. 
but I, I mean, I had a little bit, I'd have a little bit left over, but I'm just determined to win this date. So with a winning bid of $270, for those who don't know, I want a date with Veda Scott. Now a little bit more into the story. The, um, to, the, the, the auction was over quick. It seemed like we let, we let it uh, go over a little bit longer last year, like just spreading out bidding and whatnot. I don't know. Well, it turned immediately turned into a triple date. Well, to get into how it happened is they, I guess they asked uh, any other wrestlers wanted to be part of this auction, be before auction, help raise money for AIW. Uh, Heidi Loveless stepped up, and my opponent, Jim, uh, bid for her, and he ended up winning. I forget how much he paid. Well, next thing you know, Jimmy Jacobs was up for auction, and he was worth, okay, I don't even remember how much he was worth. It wasn't much. And then uh, a guy won him, so like I said, it turned into this nice triple threat. And th- there's two things that I got out of this. Uh, there's some kind of some group conversations and whatnot. One is if you ever have a chance to sit down with Jimmy Jacobs and just chat with him, not not even about wrestling, just conversation. Like I could sit there and probably talk to him for hours because he is a gifted, very gifted conversationalist. Um, words do not describe it. Um, Jim had kind of asked, which was this will get into the, the second topic uh, that I pulled from it is, but Jim kind of asked like Heidi what her favorite movie was because he's works at a movie theater. Well, like Jimmy was like, no, no, no. I mean, like he's like, you don't don't ask questions. You tell somebody something about yourself, and then or or, or you just tell them something, and then they will immediately want to respond back with their version or uh, their side or how, what they prefer. Um, so it, I thought it was very very much a good idea. So the that like I said that. That's where the second part came in. Me and Vado kind of like turned to each other. And we were talking, and we were talking about favorite movies. And she's, and she went first, and she's like, "Well, I don't really have a favorite movie." She's like, "I have a least favorite movie." Immediately, millions of movies are running through my head. I'm like, "All right, you know, what could it be?" Uh, I mean, I've seen some bad movies, but what could be this worst movies of hers? And she says, "Her worst, her, her least favorite, or her worst, the worst movie is Tommy Boy." Anybody who knows anything about me, Tommy Boy is one of my favorite movies. It actually came out on my ninth birthday, and I am a huge fan of Chris Farley. This led into um, kind of a conversation about about that, and she was just about to read Chris Farley's auto, not autobiography, it's a, it's a biography, and it's a book that I obviously know about, it's called The Chris Farley Show. I'm not a big book reader, but she was about to read it, ask if I had, and like I said, told her no, and she was like, well, like she's like, I'm gonna read it, you know, if you get a chance, check it out, because actually, I, I bought it the week it came out, the day, I think it might have been the day it came out, because I'm such a fan, but reading is not my forte. Well, long story short, I've, which I know she's read it, and I've listened to the audiobook version, because uh, as a truck driver, I spent a lot of time just listening to music and just kind of that mood so uh we have yet to discuss it hopefully maybe it's something you will hear on this show or a possible spin-off show that i've been working on for the past year it's just actually getting around to doing the, the first episode well that's enough about that i've spent enough time let's let's get into this event let's get into the now let's get into hell on earth there's a lot with this episode and then with this episode i get to kick off one guest from my bucket list that i've wanted on this show uh, since day one. Somebody I wanted to find a reason to get on the show, and it just so worked out that uh, he was able to be on it. But before we do that, let's get into the card. And it is this Sunday, tomorrow, Black Friday, November 28th, 2014, 7.30 p.m. Turner's Hall, 7325 Guthrie Avenue, Cleveland, Ohio. Seats are just $20. And obviously, online pre-sales are admitted first. You are not going to want to miss this, uh, possibly, the last AIW show, and it's definitely the last show in Turner's Hall. Uh, long story short with that, 
you probably already know if you're listening to it. I don't need to go into it. Let's get into this card. Let's go into some of these matches. Just going off the top first off, the League of Justice, which consists of Dick Justice, Cheech, Colin Delaney, and Bobby Beverly, versus the Iron Curtain, Jerry Boone, their leader Gregory Iron. And normally there's Joey Vincent in there, but he has he has been sidelined with an injury, so there is somebody who is going to replace him, and it is yet to be announced who. It's one of those things. You gotta show up to find out. Next up we have Jimmy Jacobs versus Nasty Russ Myers. One match I'm looking I'm looking for all these matches, I can't lie. Uh, Eric Ryan versus Chris Sabin. Dog collar match. Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page. Alex Shelley versus Josh Prohibition. Davey Vega. Veda Scott. Alex Daniels. Lewis Linden. Joshua Singh. And Flip Kendrick in a six-pack scramble for the intense title. Rockstar Spud versus Marion Fontaine. Ethan Carter III versus Johnny Gargano. And for the absolute title. One fall falls count anywhere. It is none other than the champion, Tim Dons, versus Ricky Champagne versus Josh Alexander, versus Tyson Dukes. Tyson fucking Dukes. With that being said, before we get into the uh, rundown slash interview part of this show, let's get into these words from Ricky Shane Page. 2001 was the first time I ever stepped foot into Turner's Hall. 2003, the first time I ever wrestled at Turner's Hall. I've been in AIW since day one. I was at the first Hell on Earth nine years ago. Hell on Earth 10. Quite possibly the last show at Turner's Hall. I'm in the main event. Four-way for the belt. The absolute championship. No one wants this more than me. I'm not the most intense guy. I'm not the most intimidating guy. But there is no one in the locker room tougher than me. There's no one in the locker room willing to do what I'm willing to do to my body. No one. I respect all the guys in this match. Quality talent. No doubt about it. They don't want it as much as I want it. Day one. And I'm still here because I've been fighting. Scratching, clawing. A year ago, I was on my way out of AIW. But I have been working so hard to stay. I've been having good match after good match after good match. Day one. I'm not here because I'm over in Ring of Honor. I'm not here because I'm in Dragon Gate. I'm not here because I'm the Evolved Champion or anything like that. I'm an AIW guy. I've had one title match in nine years. One. Listen, boys. You better buckle up. Because I'm going to fight. I'm going to keep on fighting. I'm never going to stop. You will not stop me. You better be willing to do what I'm willing to do. And I highly doubt that. If this is going to be the last show at Turner's Hall, you better believe that I'm walking away with that belt. It's been a long time coming. Nine years. I'm going to win the absolute championship. Hey! 
This is the extremely cute wrestler, Colin Delaney, and you are listening to the Ohio Indie Report. AIW fucking rules! And welcome back to the Ohio Indie Report right here on Kayfabe Sports Radio, where it's all at work. And we have two special guests this week, or as we're, we're, we're finally back, we have one and only returning to the show, Aaron Bauer. <laughs> Pardon the interruption. Great to be back. It's great to have you on, but uh, uh, no offense, it's nothing compares to my next guest. One of my favorites for quite some time, and the stars have finally aligned, and the one and only, Marion Fontaine, is right here on the Ohio Indy Report. Oh, well, I thank you for that astute introduction. I appreciate, I appreciate it very much. Glad to be here. It, it's an honor for uh, the number four of the Mustache Mafia to host the one and only. That's true, and, and you can't get much higher than four. I believe uh, the patriarch of my family, my father, is number one, and then mother soon to follow. I think she's one and two. So you're you're right up there, at the top of the list. It's very much an honor, but let's let's get into this card. And Fontaine, since we have you, we got to talk about this match. One of the first matches, I think it was the second match announced for Hell on Earth. You versus Rock Star Spud. Yeah, I, uh, I, words can't describe the feeling that I uh, had when I had seen seen the image for the first time. Uh, I know that Rock Star Spud is, you know in the national limelight of professional grappling. And uh, I'm trying to do some homework on him as best I can, but I think more or less it'll be uh, a fun romp between two uh, two characters in the ring. Can you give us a little insight of some of your homework, of things uh, you've been really focusing in on uh, Rockstar Spud? Well, I do, I, I, I do know that I at least have a height and weight, I believe, advantage against him. So a lot of moves with leverage and such, uh, I think, would, you know, do me quite nicely. I, I know that he can get uh, hot-tempered at times and uh, will pull chicanery uh, if, if it comes to it. So I, I just know I have, may have my back up against the wall when it comes to the rule-breaking and such. So, as always, I'll have to be a gentleman of the sport and uh, abide by the rules as best I can while... Uh, Trying to come victorious the other night, but uh, it won't come easy. You know, he's, he's wrestled some very stiff competition, uh, especially with the uh, Nashville-based uh, total non-fashion TNA or Impact Wrestling, is what I'm told. W- would you be afraid that his British accent could give him a slight advantage? <laughs> I think possibly if we were in a Queens of uh, Dutch, uh, Queens of uh, Dutchbury uh, round match, which it could come down to, I think, maybe his accent would uh, do him well in that aspect. Uh, but it is quite charming. So there could, you know, he could sway me just based on charm. I wouldn't doubt that for a second. Hey, hey, Fontaine, let me ask you this. Uh, you talked about the, the rounds. Um, this, you know, this is something that you've been doing. You have rounds in your match. Uh, is this something we're going to see on on Friday, this Friday, at uh, Hell on Earth 10? Well, you know, I, I, I think, Aaron, that it could be quite a very uh, very good possibility that we will see see rounds uh, in the fold. I know that some competitors don't don't agree to it. And, you know, sometimes 
here or there, I'll slip a buck or two to uh, Pedro to make sure that I can keep him honest. And maybe we'll just slip around in there if the uh, opponent doesn't abide by it, uh, just to keep you know, just to keep them on their toes as well. But uh, you know, I assume that Rockstar Spud, being you know a, a Brit, a uh, gentleman in his own right, that I think he would probably abide by the the round rule, and he's probably familiar with it. Uh, if anything, I would assume that he would probably know. Uh, the grappling styles where rounds would be required. So if he's he would be game, I most certainly game. And could we could could this be kind of also um, labeled as uh, the bow tie versus the suspenders match? Because I, I I feel like that that that's the underline of this. That could very well be. I know from time to time I've I've worn uh, the suspenders not only as ring attire but actually in competition. And, uh, you know, at some certain point, they've gotten in the way or, albeit, they've been used against me uh, as a weapon. So sometimes I have subtracted it from the actual, you know, attire that I'll wear while competing. Uh, but I do think you've got something there because I know the bow tie for Rockstar Spud is, is quite a signature. And I like to think that my suspenders uh, are a bit of a calling card for me as well. What's your words a bow tie match, huh? Well, you know, actually, I'd seen, I'd seen, the first time I'd seen Rockstar Spud live was at uh, Chikara's King of Trios this year, where he actually had gone uh, toe-to-toe with another uh, bow-tied gentleman, but I use gentleman uh, sparingly. That's Juan Francisco de Coronado. And they, and they actually had gone hold-for-hold bow-tie, uh, which was quite entertaining. Um, I just hope that if I do wear suspenders on Friday, they don't become entangled with the bow tie. It's quite embarrassing. I don't, I don't know about you, Aaron, but I'm really looking forward to this match. Oh, this is, uh, you know, right off the bat, as soon as the match was signed and before it was announced, it was hard for me to keep this one a secret. But, uh, man, I'm looking forward to this one. And I don't know that they get much better for me as a commentator and my style. Um, uh, you know, I guess some people would say I'm kind of gimmicky, and uh, this kind of seems like that match is right up my alley. So I'm looking forward to calling this one. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think not only is it going to be, you know, fun for, for both ends of the party inside the ring, and including the referee, but I think, you know, uh, Aaron, you at the commentating table are probably going to have a laugh and a half, you know, at, at some point, I would think. So uh, I'm glad we've got you behind the mic to, to call the action and hilarity. I mean, there will probably be grappling, too, somewhere mixed in that. The only hope that I have is this is able to live up to one of my favorite matches of all time, which was in the AIW ring of yourself, Fontaine, versus Chuck Taylor. Just by far... Like I said, I think it was the second AIW show I ever went to, just the, one of the best. And I, this has so much potential to live up to that excellence. Oh, yeah. Anytime you're, uh, anytime you're in the squared circle with uh, Chuck Taylor, it's, uh, you know, he, he, has, he has a level that he brings his opponents up to. And not only is it from an athleticism standpoint, but it's also from a comedic standpoint. Uh, so that was, you know, I hope on Friday... Uh, Rockstar Spud and I will be able to have the same kind of interactions that you enjoyed so much with my previous encounter with Chuck Taylor. Hey, Chuck Taylor, I mean, uh, 
I think it was based off of that match. Converse gave him a deal, and they named a shoe after him, which is tremendous. I, I don't know. Are they going to name a shoe after Rockstar Spud come Saturday morning? That could, that could very well be. I didn't know that. I haven't seen any royalties from that either. So I'd like to think I'd maybe get, you know, at least some of the soul or some of the, you know, like the, the heel portion of, of the proceeds. But Well, the heel. Uh, right? What a deal. How did that? I mean, I've heard, of, I've heard of the Chuck Taylor, so that's surprising that that's how it all started. I'm telling you, if there was a shoe called the Rockstar Spuds, I'd be all over it, man. I'd rock those. I'd have to I'd have to probably make a precursor in my contracts to make sure that there are any shoe companies that or any deals that get signed afterwards. Maybe the next match we'll have to sign is like me versus a uh, basketball player. LeBron James, Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, there you go. From the Cavaliers. There there definitely should be some Marion Fontaine shoes, but it needs to be instead of the Nike swoosh, it's the Fontaine mustache. Oh my no, god. That I can, now you might, you know what, you might you might have something there. And I'm looking for a new apparel, so that might be right up my alley. That's a perfect idea. And I think one great way to transition from, from this excellent match to one of the first matches announced for the, the, the event, Ethan Carter III, a.k.a. Michael Hutter, returning to Turner's Hall versus Johnny Gargano. I, I could have, if I didn't have my ticket already bought before this moment, I would have had it with just these two matches alone. Ethan Carter, Johnny Gargano, words escape me of what this brings to the show. That's an important match. It's, you know, maybe the most important match on the card. But i got to go back to this uh, these shoes and this Marion Fontaine. Would they be called, if they didn't name shoes after you, Fontaine, would they be called Mayor Jordans? You know, I think they probably would, and... You know, the best part about them is the durability, because for me, I've had the same pair of shoes for the past 15 years. It's just what you've got to have is a reliable cobbler, and thankfully, I've got one right around the corner from me. But I think that, that Mayor Jordan could could fit in quite well. We could do a series of those. Oh, that's going to catch on. But, uh, yeah, so Ethan Carter third and Johnny Gargano, uh, battle for Cleveland? Is that, is that what's going on here? I mean, it's... You know, Ethan Carter was was Michael Hutter, and Michael Hutter was the man in Cleveland until Johnny Gargano came along. I think there's been some underlying underlying uh, uh, heat there between the two of them for a while, and nobody's really spoke of it. Paths haven't crossed, but it's it's high time that it happened, and and it's looking like it's going to happen here on uh, Friday at Hell on Earth Ten. That's true. If I can chime in for a quick sec. Uh, like like you said, Aaron, you know, you've got two guys that were kind of a cornerstone of Cleveland wrestling, and I've, you know, been with AIW for quite some years now, and, you know, when things were first getting started, you know, Michael Hutter was, was the, it, the it guy for, for a number of years in AIW, and then had gone on to do other things, and then, you know, in that time, Johnny Gargano had stepped up and developed and become, became, the, you know, that center point, in AIW, so it's kind of like seeing, you know, almost like two separate timelines, you know, colliding, like you said. So I'm sure there's probably bad blood and who, you know, who thinks who is better, you know. Ethan Carter, he's uh, come a long way, though, since uh, he used to be a sweet dude. One sweet dude, you know. Uh, that is you know true. anything about that, Marion Fontaine? 
Well, yeah, I, I do know about the dude ranches and such out west, and I, I've been to a few of them, and I know what it's like to be a part of those clubs, and especially the one that, you know, rang true the most was the Sweet Dude Club. Um, but uh, two-thirds of the pie are still still near and dear to wrestling. I'm not sure. Sometimes they'll, you know, the, sometimes dudes will just ride out into the west and you never hear from them again, too. And one time I, I managed uh, a Sweet Dude Club uh, Marion Fontaine, maybe that was one of the guys' names, along with um, along with Michael Hutter and um, New Jack. So <laughs> I don't know if he remembers this match or if he remembers teaming with anyone named Marion Fontaine. I think he called him Alice Cooper. I, that could very well be. There's been a good amount of miscommunications or like misinterpretations. Mis- uh, miscued, uh, miscued identities, and I'm sure New Jack is probably not. New Jack is probably not the best one uh, to know every person that he's tagging with. I'm sure. I don't think he knew if he was tagging with you or if he was fighting you. But uh, right. <laughs> I just I'm remember just having a, a. I remember having a, a pocket knife. Chandler Viggins handed me a pocket knife before we went out there. He goes, hey, man, if shit gets crazy and Jack goes off, I need you to, uh, uh, you know, pop this switchblade out. <laughs> so line of defense. All right. Uh, getting back to this match, there's been rumors on these things called dirt sheets out there that uh, EC3 is injured. Aaron, do you have, uh, since you are you are man of the scoops, do you have any scoops on these rumors? Yes, uh, as a matter of fact, I do. And if you, uh, for $1.99 per minute, if you call my 900 line, 1-900-909-9900, I will give you the scoop. No, I can't do that. Um, uh, here, here's the deal. I talked to EC3 uh, earlier today. The plane touched down in Cleveland. He walked off it without nearly a limp. Any problems, um, and I think he's going to show that he's tough enough to get in that ring with Johnny Gargano. Smack him around a little bit. EC3's not happy that Gargano's taking all this uh, uh, spotlight here in Cleveland and become the Cleveland's number one son. So uh, I think he's going to walk in there, and even even if EC3 only had one good leg, a one. Good-legged EC3 is better than, you know, two good legs on 98% of professional wrestlers that are out there today. So does the winner of this match go up against LeBron James or Johnny Manziel? Oh, man. You don't want to go against Manziel because he's got a whole crew where uh, they're just kicking people's asses in downtown Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just saw that story. But then LeBron James, on the other hand, um, he's a big wrestling fan. Uh, been to a lot of WWE events. Uh, I think he hosted Raw once. So uh, he, he kind of knows some things. Um, he could throw the hammer down. Uh, I'd like to see a triple threat match. I could, I could see that happening. Uh, LeBron James versus uh, EC3 or Johnny Gargano. Um, you know, and then versus uh, the other dude. 
uh, it'd be really interesting to see Johnny Gargano versus Johnny Manziel, and the winner gets the title, Johnny Cleveland. Oh, man, that's uh, maybe the loser should get that title. And I would, would want Cleveland in my name. Yes, I'm from here, but come on. Cleveland's uh, not known for a lot of, a lot of championships or winning. Well, they both go by the phrase. They, Rebuilt. Um, I think Johnny Manziel has patented a trademark Johnny Cleveland. Mm. And Johnny Gargano was saying Johnny Cleveland way before then. Well, if I was Johnny Gargano, I'd, I'd stick with Johnny Wrestling. And uh, Johnny Manziel, I don't know. He can show me something. I'm glad he doesn't have to show anything right now, though. I'm glad he's sitting on the sidelines. I'm glad that he's able to watch Brian Hoyer win for us. But Brian Hoyer also makes a lot of mistakes. Uh, Johnny Manziel can, you know, kind of sit back, take notes, see what Hoyer's doing wrong. And uh, when it's his time in a year or two, he can come in and, and be the man, not make the mistakes that, that Hoyer's making. Johnny Manziel, it's not his time. We, we get off a little bit on the sports here. We've been begging, begging for Cleveland to have a quarterback that's good enough that the quarterback behind him is just there to groom, to be groomed to be the next quarterback. This mm-hmm. is good stuff that's happening in Cleveland right now. I like this uh, I like this football team. You mentioned one thing about Cleveland, and that's championships. And But we do have an absolute championship match at Hell on Earth, and it's a... Uh, Falls Count Anywhere match? No, one fall. Falls Count Anywhere match. The champion, Tim Donce versus Ricky Shane Page versus Josh Alexander versus uh, a Mr. Entertainment, if I'm correct, Tyson Dukes? The entertainer, yeah. Tyson Dukes, most entertaining man in all of professional wrestling. Or in life, in general. And, uh, I'm thoroughly entertained by him all the time. I believe this is uh, Donce's first uh, title defense? Correct. It could be his last title defense. Um, you know, he got three hungry challengers in there. Ricky Shane Page, you know, uh, he he surprises a lot of people. So a lot of times you think this guy's down. Maybe he's not winning matches. Maybe he's, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like he's able to grow facial hair. Whatever. All of a sudden, he'll surprise you. Um, he comes out with a big victory, or uh, you know, he's he's stronger than what you thought he was. He's beating up 18-year-old girls uh, in the ring legally, and then, um, you know, and then he's fighting the Monster Abyss. Uh, this guy's doing a little bit of everything this year, and uh, he's good at all of it. And the fans seem like they're really solidly behind him, and he loves the fans. That could be to his advantage. And, you know, he's the dark horse in this match. Uh, I wouldn't tell Ricky out. I've um, managed him before. Um... How many of these uh, fine folks have you been in the ring with, uh, Fontaine? I have, from the four-way, been danced multiple times. Uh, got a pretty... Actually, I believe only in AIW have we uh, faced off. And uh, Josh Alexander I have multiple times, but actually only in tag team competition. Never one-on-one. Uh, and then Ricky Shane Page and I have wrestled Boy, howdy, uh, dozens of times in all kinds of different matches. And uh, I will say he is one, uh, you know, when when he's, when he's back up against the wall, when, you know, you stack the deck against him, he's uh, going to come out swinging. And 
swings harder than most people, because I know that firsthand. Uh, Tyson Dukeso had never been in the ring with him, however, uh, really skilled and, like, I would, I would assume he's the veteran in that match. So, uh, gosh, I don't know who I could uh, say has, has the advantage, because, you know, when you look at each guy, they each have kind of uh, their own their own strong points uh, that are different from the others. Like Josh Alexander can, you know, do amazing things, incredible strength. Uh, you know, Ricky will do – Ricky and Tim Downs will do just about anything to win, and that's, you know, sacrificing their bodies. And then you've got Dukes, who's the smart man of the match, you know, who's got that years of experience. Um, so I, I know that not only this match, but there's – you know, I'm going to be – watching probably the whole match because just from top to bottom, everything is just going to be incredible on Friday. Hey, Fontaine, was that uh, in Jaylet that you wrestled uh, Josh Alexander? Oh, that's right. Actually, that's right. That's the only time that we'd wrestled one-on-one was at uh, JT Lightning Invitational last 2013. Uh, I had forgot it momentarily because he did pile drive me on top of my head. <laughs> hey, I, I, the only reason I, I wanted to bring that up is because uh, that was one of my favorite matches throughout that entire tournament. Uh, I loved what you guys did in there. The you know the, the contrast of of uh, your size and his size and um, the power moves and you were doing this and you did. And man, I don't know. I just had a really good time watching that match. He was injured, right? Yep. Doesn't have a. Yep. Yeah, he had hurt his ear, and it was falling off, and uh, right. the shit was crazy. Yeah, his ear was falling off. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> now, he, yeah, he wears that uh, protective head, headgear. So that was, that was the first injury, I think, to the ear. Uh, obviously, I wish it had played out in my favor, but, you know, anytime I'm in the ring with him, uh, it's just it, it's just incredible to see the – you know, the things that he can pull off in the ring, you know, especially in the strength department. And I'm not too much to pick up, but still, but, you know, picking me up and catching me while I'm in the air, you know, I was the least, the last thing I thought would happen. So, but, uh, he is quite hey, And I can't blame you for losing. I, I mean, you were like a man that was wearing, like, uh, two jock straps on his head. Right. You know, one cover in each ear. You're, you're afraid that, you know, you get dick juice on you or something. And, um, you know, again, I can't fault you for, for how you went about that match, but, uh, I, I really did like that match. And then, uh, Josh Alexander and Ricky Shane Page, they're kind of the same. Uh, they're these big, agile guys that can do all this, uh, crazy stuff that you're not expecting them to do, especially Ricky. He's flying through the air like he's, you know, cruiserweight. And, uh, he's not. He's like the opposite. He's, uh, super, Fatboy weight or whatever, and but I love what he's doing right now, and I love the path he's taking, and he's doing it on his own, and get rid of Nixon, and things are happening for him. But you know, my man uh, Tyson Dukes, the entertainer, uh, I gotta go with him on this one. New AIW champion, I'll be solidly in his corner, um, as unbiased as I can be uh, from the commentary booth, but, uh, Dukes, yeah, I could see him being the most entertaining absolute champion of all time. And, uh, one other thing I want to point out is that all these guys are so hungry for this championship. Uh, Ricky, you know, uh, he's been fighting forever for this. Um, it's been a goal of his to be the absolute champion since day one. He was 
in AIW, much like yourself, Fontaine, uh, since day one. So, you know, uh, he's this is as close as he's ever come to holding that championship if he wins it here. Um, I can see that. Uh, Tyson Dukes, that veteran, uh, always still feels like he doesn't get the proper respect that, you know, maybe he deserves. Um, this championship would change all that. And then, uh, uh, but the other guy, uh, Tim Dunst, he was so hungry, and now that appetite may have been, you know, uh, quenched, whatever, because he won the championship. So he may not have the advantage in this one because, you know, uh, he's not as hungry as these other guys anymore. He's got the championship that he waited for. Sometimes you, you know, you have goals and you attain these goals, and then where do you go from there? You know, uh, I don't know. I, I don't like Don's chances in this one. And, you know, cat's out of the bag. This is the definite last AIW show at Turner's Hall. And the way looking for a building and finding a building goes in Cleveland with all these past promotions and promoters uh, burning so many bridges with these buildings, screwing people over left and right in the city of Cleveland been, you know, it's hard to find a building. Uh, when you say you're professional wrestling, uh, they associate you automatically with these other promotions that have come along and burned the bridges. So, uh, you know, not only are we talking about this could be the, this is the last AIW show at Turner's Hall, but this could be the last AIW show for the foreseeable future, uh, maybe ever. I mean, what a way to go out with Ricky Shane Page as the champion. And, you know, the guy who has been there since day one. So I think, you know, the emotions are going to get to him, and it just depends on how he handles the emotions. You know, is it too big for him to handle, or does he come through? But I can see it being a big party with Ricky Shane Page, you know, as the absolute champion walking out. I completely agree. I think it would be a well-deserved win. Uh, it, uh, everything too with Josh Alexander. This is a, a pretty much a wrecking ball within AIW. Uh, Tyson Dukes. Uh, I think he's he's kind of an underdog too, but he's Mister Entertainment. He could he could definitely make his way to the to the win. But Donst is the one that I don't think since he's become champion he has been well not become champion ever since he's been on championship run he's been able to defeat this many guys at one time. No, you're right. You know, uh, he's been on a quest for over a year um, to get that championship, but it was also like a personal quest. He had uh, beaten people in every type of match. You know, he, he wrestled a, a hardcore match. He's wrestled, uh, you know, and that's not normally his, his style. Uh, he's wrestled uh, EC3, and, you know, a, a match that people thought, like, oh, he can't keep up with the uh, WWE style that Ethan Carter III had just come off of at the time. Um, uh, Tim Downs wrestled uh, 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 Mickey uh, Knuckles, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a woman. He, he beat, uh, you know, that's an intergender match. So he's got all these different types of matches that he's been winning and route to becoming champion. And, uh, you know, he won 60 minutes. Uh, could he be, you know, three other guys? He hasn't done it before, but, you know, uh, he could do it now. He's done everything else. Mm-hmm. And if if we're going to talk about uh, matches with um, odds 
stacked into champions against the champion. We have the intense title six-pack scramble, the champion Davey Vega defending up against one of my personal favorites, Veda Scott, Lewis Linden, Flip Kendrick, Alex Daniels, and Joshua, help me pronounce this, is uh, Singh? Singh, yes, yes, uh, Ranjan Singh's uh, little uh, adopted nephew. <laughs> um, but f- for the intense title, these six-pack challenges have always been a, a standout matches, event after event after event of Fontaine. I pretty much believe you're a, you're a veteran of some of them. That's true. Yeah. I've been I've been in the mix a few times. That's for certain. What, what what do you like expect going into these matches? Like how how do you prepare to go up against five other athletes in one match and winner gets the first fall? Oh man, you know it's just it's like a blitzkrieg. It's a flurry. It their bodies flying at you. Uh, you know you can. You don't even you don't even have the chance to turn around because someone will probably either hit you from behind or they'll turn or they'll turn you around. Uh, so it's always really hard. And you know the you know the appeal to the six way is that you've got a meshing of styles, but at the same time when you're the competitor in the ring and you've got to you know research or look up what all these people can do, it, it's it's really hard. But at the same time, it's um, it, it's inspiring to to try and stand out and actually win one of those six-pack challenges because you're able to, you know, outsmart five other five other people. And, and I think if I'm correct, Aaron, I think Davey is a veteran of many of these. I think he has won a, a number of them on, on the same time, too. So it almost seems like, granted, um, the odds are stacked against him, but he's he's done this before, but now it's just there's, there's a title on the line and he's a champion. Well, they, uh, Davey Vega, to his credit... Um, you know, it was kind of like an unspoken rule okay. that you win one of these six-pack challenges, one of these scrambles that we've been having in AIW, and the person who won got out of the six-pack scramble, and then, you know, the other five guys stay in it, and then there's a new person that gets uh, injected into that six-person uh, scramble, and, you know, the, the person who had won it, goes on to either uh, some kind of title match or something that they've wanted for a long time, uh, a match with, you know, uh, somebody that they pick. And Lewis Linden had done that. Uh, he won one of those scrambles. He eventually, uh, he wanted to face Christopher Daniels. He faced him. Uh, he got out of the six-pack. So now he's back in it, though, having uh, lost his title. Davey Vega fought and finally got out of the six-pack challenge. Um he stopped scrambling. He won the intense division title, and now he brought it back to the six-pack scramble because, uh, you know, that's uh, that's his thing. He likes doing it. He feels at home uh, in the ring against five other people, and not many people can say that. You know, usually you just want to focus on one opponent. You study for one opponent. Uh, this is kind of, uh, I don't know if it's dumb luck or <laughs> what. You, you just kind of have to be in the right place at the right time to get the pinfall to score a victory. Um, but, you know, that, that could be for any one of these individuals. I mean, what, what if it's Josh Singh? What if it's uh, Alex Daniels? These two guys are uh, AIW trainees. They're the first two graduates of the AIW uh, Wrestling Academy. 
and they've only had a handful of matches. One of them could come out as the intense division champion. They shot mm-hmm. the world, and uh, I'd be okay with that. Um, Veda Scott, her quest to become women's champion uh, halted. Like she's a former long reigning one half of the greatest AIW tag team champions of all time, and hope and change. You know, she uh, yes, she was carried by Gregory Iron in the entire time, but she was still a champion all that time. So you know, she didn't get pinned. She wasn't flat on her back uh, getting pinned to lose the titles. So for that was like for a year. Mm-hmm. She could do this. And then you got you got your former uh, champion Lewis Linden and uh, Fluke Hendricks still in the mix too. How interesting is that too? Because you know these guys are brothers, and they're really brothers. But mm-hmm. they got uh, Josh Singh and Alex Daniels, who uh, are close enough to be brothers, who came into wrestling together, grew up together, and then you have the two. You know, uh, the guys that are actually brothers, they've grown up together, they've done battle, they've been tag team champions. Uh, Lyndon's a former intense division champion and had a tremendous reign, uh, after winning that title in the ladder match, five way ladder match. Um, then, oh, who was his first title defense against? Successful title defense. That was against Marion Fontaine. So Fontaine knows just how tough Liz Lyndon is. Kevin Steen, or Kevin Owens, knows just how good Lewis Linden is, as he mm-hmm. has successful title defense over Steen. Uh, Johnny Gargano fell to Lewis Linden. So uh, Linden was on a real hot streak for a long time. Cooled off for a second. Uh, I think he's you know good to go. He, he could have another title run in him. Um, and Flip Hendrick, uh, he's, uh, he's not you know living... Uh, in Teddy Hart's basement anymore, so uh, you know, good for him, and he could he could be the champion. A, a very interesting match has has been set up here, and these are just four of the many matches you can find this Friday at Turner's Hall, seven o'clock bell time, like uh, Turner's Hall, seventy two thirty five Guthrie Avenue, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, Real quick, we're going to go over just some of the, the matches really quick, and we'll pick uh, who our winners are, and then we'll get back to the, the the last four match and wrap it up with them, too. Let's let's start with the League of Justice versus the Iron Curtain with um, Joey Vincent Martini, who will not be there with a mystery fill-in. His won't be announced till the day of the show, and or should say till the actual match. Which do you see? Who do you see coming out victorious here? For me, I, I, I got to pick the Iron Curtain because, uh, well, one, Gregory Irons, the captain. Number two, uh, Jerry is on the team. You always got to pick Jerry. I mean, he's Sergeant Arms. And then, um, you know, the other team, uh, their captain is, is Dick Justice. And, uh, you know, I don't know how good that is. If my captain is Dick Justice, I think I'm at a severe disadvantage. Um, I, I do want to point out, uh, Marion Fontaine was on the top rope recently, and Dick Justice began to sing to him. And you can find that on uh, the AIW YouTube channel. Uh, Fontaine, what were you thinking when you were on the top rope and Dick Justice began to try to convince you not to jump and began singing uh, that Third Eye Blind song to you? 
well, you know, I uh, can be a bit of a risk taker. And like we had talked about before, those scrambles can do some, you know, crazy things to the competitors in there. And I uh, fancy myself a bit of a high flyer, I guess, from time to time. So uh, I decided after seeing a few men jump and fly out of the ring, I figured I'd give it a go myself. And uh, luckily, though, Dick Justice, the super cop, was uh, willing to talk me down. He convinced me that I had loved ones, family, and friends because, you know, sometimes you don't know how those dives will pan out. And fortunate enough, I saw the light. I realized, you know, maybe the possible error of my ways. Uh, however, it did end in a, in a double clothesline. But I, I do think it was quite adamant that Dick Justice would uh, talk me down from that ledge. And I consider him a friend for it. Well, he does care about people. I, I will say that. He's an idiot, but but he does have a big heart. <laughs> That's true. He's, he's got a big heart but because of all the uh, uh, junk food and fast food that he eats. Heart's ready to that. Yep. He's, he's just a big chef piece of shit. But he can wrestle. Who would you have winning this match, Fontaine? Well, I'm going to have to go against Aaron's pick, only because, and it's not because of Jerry, because I, I know he packs quite a bunch. Uh... I would say I would pick um, the league just because right now with uh, Martini out, they've they've got the advantage. And I know Greg Aaron will find a replacement, but just in, in case that doesn't happen, um, I mean, I would assume it would end up being a four-on-three uh, in a handicap scenario. So uh, until until I would know who the fourth uh, participant is, I think I'd give it to, to uh, Dick Justice and his crew. I think for me personally, I'm going to have to go with the Iron Curtain because, like Aaron said, the the captain is Gregory Iron, and that's all that you need. Well, uh, it surprises me that you'd go against uh, Mr. Fontaine's pick there, Justin Summers. Um, That's not very fair to Mayor. Wise man once said that. I will say, (laughs) I don't think too many people have been fair to Mayor for quite some time, man. Thank you. Well, if I'm not being fair to Mayor, you're not being fair to Mayor either. Well, hey, just be I'm, fair being, to I'm being, I'm being, I'm being fair to Air. So yeah, I yeah, be fair yeah. to, oh, now we're in the dilly of a pickle. So I should be fair to Air or fair to Mayor, or should I be fair to Jer? Oh, Jer, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're really forgetting Jer. You know what? I'll be fair to Jer. Uh, I'll be fair to Jer. I'll say at least, even if I give my pick to the league, I'll still say Jer walks away looking the best out of all of them. Because he's got that long, flowing, beautiful hair of his. And uh, that gives everybody an advantage on the Iron Curtain. Uh, Next match we have the uh, Jimmy Jacobs versus Nasty Russ Myers. Uh, No tag team match between these two, but who do you guys have win? I'm going to have to go with Nasty Russ on this one. No, then go ahead. I'll, I'll be fair to Mary. I'll let you pick first. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, my gosh. I know the day of waged war, uh, Mr. Whitmer, Mr. Whitmer and Mr. Jacobs versus, um, Mr. Money and, uh, Mr. Myers. Um, I don't, uh, I'd like to think if it comes down to brass tacks, I, I would, I would pick Jimmy Jacobs. Um, just to, as far as, you know, his, his skills in and outside of the ring and his willingness to, to put it on the line. And uh, he's, he's 
could be sadistic at times, which I don't know if uh, I don't know if Russell is uh, quite prepared for. So I think my pick goes to Jacobs. You know, I agree with you, uh, Fontaine, that Jimmy Jacobs is sadistic, but Russ Myers is nasty. And nasty is, you know, it's just nasty. So, uh, and, and that's his, you know, that's his government. That's his, that's his legal first name. His first name is Nasty. And his middle name is Russ. His last name is Myers. And he's got that great cannonball. But Jimmy Jacobs is, uh, just pure evil. And uh, I see him picking up the victory, especially if he's wearing the, uh, black eyeliner makeup. Um, because that is, uh, that's sadistic as well. He plays mind games, and um, I don't think Nasty Russ wears eye makeup. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, my good friend B.J. Whitmer's tag team partner here, uh, Jimmy Jam Jacobs. And I have to actually wonder how far behind B.J. Whitmer, Crimson, as well as Team Money are in this match. Crimson, true. Uh, up next, we have the dog collar match. Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page, a match that's been brewing for a couple months between these two, and uh, I don't know who to pick on this one. What do you guys think? Oh, Kingston, give man. What did you say, Fontaine? I was just going to say I'll give it, uh, give it, to, you, give it to you, Aaron, for your, uh, for your insight. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got Eddie Kingston all the way in this. I mean... Eddie Kingston, uh, the dog collar matches, uh, these are things that he did on the streets, um, in the five boroughs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Eddie Kingston comes out to Wu Tang Clan. Uh, Ethan Page, man, uh, Ethan Page is too worried about running around being the white knight of, of AIW saving, you know, women and sticking up for fans and, uh, oh, it, it, it sickens me. Uh, Eddie Kingston, on the other hand, he's about making that paper. You know, and, and him and the Duke, they go, uh, they go riding around, they ride dirty. And, uh, you know, I could see them concocting a plan, if need be, to win this dog collar match. Eddie Kingston, he's a dog. And, uh, I see him definitely putting it on Ethan Page. Yep, I'll, um, I'll, I'll concur with that. It all comes right up my alley. I see. I'll have to agree with you guys and go Eddie Kingston, but I don't know. I've, I've always liked Ethan Page, but Eddie, Eddie Kingston is one guy that I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to find myself in a dark alley with. I'd be afraid of Eddie Kingston. That's no. You don't want to rattle that cage. No. Uh, let's go with uh, the next match: Eric Ryan versus Chris Sabin. Another. Uh, it, it was hard to pick four matches just to go in depth on, and I think this and the next one were really tough not to talk about. But Eric Ryan, Chris Saban, oh, what do you guys think? Well, well pardon the interruption. Um, let me go back to something that you guys talked about at the very beginning of the show. Um, Marion Fontaine was fourth on the list of great mustaches or something. What, what was that again? Uh, I think you're uh, of the Mustache Mafia. I'm number four. Oh, okay. You're the, number, the number the number four card card holder. Oh, okay. Um, I thought it was out of uh, who had the greatest mustaches of of all time, and and I was wondering since we were talking about Ethan Page, uh, where Celia Sparks is on that list of 
<laughs> Great mustaches. Oh, I thought you were going to bring, uh, bring up Big Bully Busick, and I was going to say that he's always number one on my list for uh, best mustaches. I like his mustache. Uh, uh, Silesius uh, scares me, though, so I, I just yeah. was wondering what you guys had thought. But, uh, you know, she's she's stuck in Canada. So uh, Eric Ryan, Chris Saban, is that where we're at? Yep. Oh, gosh. I have to say, uh, I have to say this one's a double count out. Double count out. That's, uh, that's, that's ballsy. Well, I mean, uh, these two are evenly matched, and uh, Eric Ryan kind of reminds me of a uh, younger Chris Saban, and Chris Saban reminds me of uh, an older Eric Ryan, I guess. Eric Ryan is a two time. Former AIW Absolute Champion, uh, one of only a couple people to, to have held that championship twice. So kudos to him. He's got that feather in his cap, and uh, AIW is his territory. Chris Saban, on the other hand, I mean, he's a former TNA World Heavyweight Champion, uh, numerous times X Division Champion, um, but this isn't TNA, and this isn't the Nashville Fairgrounds. This is AIW and this is Turner's Hall, so uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick Eric Ryan in this one. Not a double count. Uh, it, it's going to both both guys will be outside till nine, and Eric will roll in uh, just beating the ten count because he doesn't have all that hair that Chris Saban does to weigh him down. Because Eric Ryan is bald, he, he has no hair. He um, uh, he can't grow hair, so. How about you, Fontaine? That that's a hard one. Uh, just like Kadarius, you know, they're they're so uh, similar, uh, kind of in the, in their approach and their wrestling wrestling styles. Um, it's so far. You know what? This whole this whole card is great. You know, from top to bottom, the, the stacked matches. You know, when you look at it, each match could almost probably you know main event any show. Uh, in, in independent wrestling, or, you know, mm-hmm. anywhere in wrestling. Uh, so that's the hard part in picking these, you know, matches. It's like saying, you know, picking like eight main event matches all at once. But uh, I think uh, I picked Jimmy Jacobs earlier because of his kind of veteran status over Russ Myers. But here I'm going to pick Eric Ryan. Uh, just based off kind of uh, the, the latest injury that he had coming back, I think he's uh, looking for something to prove. And uh, what better person to prove it against than uh, than Chris Saban with all those accolades that Aaron had referenced? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Eric. I'm gonna agree with you guys on Eric, but I think it's gonna be the simple reason that I I don't try not to pick against uh, people who have appeared on this show because I want them to come back. So Eric Ryan will definitely be my pick. I see him winning the match unless you know unless he somehow is uh, cursed. <laughs> I'm really hoping he's not cursed. Um, and that leaves us with one match: Alex Shelley versus Josh Prohibition. I don't, I don't think there's any explanation that needs to go into this. This Alex Shelley, Josh Prohibition. Marion Fontaine, I, I'm anxious to hear. Uh, what are your thoughts on this first? Well, if I uh, if I know my professional wrestling history correct, I think these men. Have uh, have quite a history. Uh, I believe they wrestled 
in Ohio before, and I believe they've wrestled in Canada before, and probably a few other states uh, that I just uh, am probably not familiar with the territories and such. But um, uh, this is this is another hard one to to pick for me because uh, you know Josh Prohibitions is you know a home hometown audience for him. He's probably done you know he probably had more victories, more more wins, and more titles at Turner's Hall than possibly anybody, or he's at least up there. And then uh, Alex Shelley's, you know, world-traveled competitor. Uh, and I think uh, from what I've seen in their meetings in the past, they, they bring out the best of each other. So I think it, it's excellent chemistry, and I think it's going to be a phenomenal match. Uh, but as, as you said earlier, it's, it's, this is, you know, one of the, the last AIW shows or, you know, the, the last one that we'll be able to hold at, at Turner's, um, I'm going to give the advantage to uh, Prohibition in this one because I think he sees it as his, uh, his home, home you know, hometown, home uh, home court, as it were. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to him. Give the Duke to him. Uh, I like Prohibition. Uh, I like Alex Shelley. Uh, I know I've seen some of the matches that they've had before. Phenomenal matches. Um, it was never one-sided in the match. They were all pretty evenly, evenly fought. Um, I would like to point out that Josh Prohibition, winding down his career, uh, had actually planned on his match against Johnny Gargano being his final match uh, that happened at WrestleRager. And something happened, though, at the end. Raymond Rowe walked out made surprise return, uh, said a lot of things, a lot, a lot of personal things, a lot of hurtful things to Josh Prohibition, and I think it lit a fire under Josh. I think Josh, you know, it, it's not like he's coming back for one match or he just wants to have one last great match against, you know, like Gargano, who was uh, his student, or, you know, it, it's nothing like that now, all of a sudden, He's pissed off, and a pissed off Josh Prohibition is uh, maybe the most dangerous man in AIW. So he goes from being totally out of the picture to right back in the thick of things, really being in the mix. And Alex Shelley, it won't be anything personal against Alex Shelley for Josh Prohibition, but he's got this fire, and I think he kind of, you know, maybe felt a little uh, embarrassed. When Raymond Rowe came out and said the things that he said to him, the hustle rager, in front of his home crowd, uh, Josh is going to take that lying down, and it's not going to be the social studies teacher, Josh Prohibition. It's not going to be the part-time wrestler, Josh Prohibition. It's not going to be the um, guy that drinks with the fans after the shows, Josh Prohibition. This is going to be the devious, despicable rule-breaking, kick-ass, take-names Josh Prohibition that we all kind of grew up enjoying in the Cleveland independent scene. That's who we're going to see, and I think that's just bad news for Alex Shelley. Uh, Alex Shelley's a great athlete, a great former champion, um, but he's not, he, he, he doesn't have that same spark and that same fire that Prohibition is fighting with right now. So my pick is Josh Prohibition. I'm gonna actually go against you both. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Alex Shelley, and I, I just think it's 
Alex Shelley is going to just pull an upset on that home field advantage of Josh Prohibition. Hey, yeah, I mean, you know, if anybody can be Josh Prohibition right now, Alex Shelley can do it. Alex mm-hmm. Shelley could be anybody, but, uh, you know, this will be interesting. Uh, if you want to place a little wager on this, maybe we can talk uh, <laughs> off the air here. You want to spend some of that Veda Scott date auction money? I've already put that money on the line. I, I spent the money. Oh, I thought you were saving for you know, the next year's Jaylet fan fest. Why? Is, is this the, the common thing? AIW went from $110 to $270? Wow. Well, you know, at least you got the banger. <laughs> A real, a real gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. Oh, so you didn't get the thing. Oh, I don't know what's worse. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like, uh, I like either, you know, either person can win, and I'm just glad that, um, you know, I'm not involved in the match. Uh, but speaking of Ada, let's get back into the, the the matches we discussed and talk about who we who we think will win in the um, intense title six pack challenge. Vega, Veda, Daniels, Linden, Singh, and Kendrick. I, I like I like Vega in this match. Mister Mister Underrated uh, by some. I like uh, I like Linden. I like Linden to uh, recapture the championship and you know uh, can uh, go back to I guess uh, the tremendous title reign that he had. Fontaine. I man, everybody. In, it's uh, we've got two young competitors. We've got we've got Beta Scott, Lewis, Lewis Linden, Kendrick, and Vega. Right? So I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I I think I have to go. I think I have to go with Vega. Uh, like you like you said earlier, he is uh, he's almost a master of these six. These you know six five you know six or five or four to uh, up his game in, in these scrambles. And uh, with all those wins, you know, he's got to be doing something right. So I'm going to give uh, give it to him. It might be, it might be, you know, it's not a surprising pick, I don't think, to go to go with Vega, but I think uh, I think it's the smart pick to go with him. You know, I, I do want to say this, too. Uh, maybe I could, I don't want to count out the two young guys, the two Greenhorns, the two uh, young boys out of the AIW Wrestling Academy, Josh Singh, Alex Daniels. One of them could sneak in a victory. Uh, you just got to be in the right place at the right time. You know, will they capitalize? Uh, they very well could. Uh, this could be their night. That'd be you know a great story. Um, so I'm picking uh, Alex Daniels. No, no, no. I'm picking I'm picking Josh Singh. But you were right earlier when you said Davey Vega. Has uh, all that experience in the scrambles, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick Davey Vega to win this one. Right. And, uh, but if Flip Kendrick uh, can hit that twisting uh, tumbleweed leg drop flip bomb, moon bomb, seven forty, uh, then I would pick Flip Kendrick. She's never held a singles title in AIW, so I'll pick Flip. But now that I think about it. Data Scott actually has an advantage because 
she's got the most experience taking on five guys at once. So I'm going to pick Beta Scott. All right. Final answer. Final answer. Like like these lifeline. I want to phone a friend. Hold on. <laughs> um, get to the the next match. Um, Ethan Carter the third versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with mm, Gargano. Uh, I yeah, there's, that's just hard to explain. Well, if it, if it was Michael Hutter, if it was uh, the Deviant, uh, one sweet dude, I'd be picking him. But you know, I, I think that that time has moved on, and Johnny Gargano's the man in AIW, and uh, I'm gonna go with Johnny Cleveland. Fontaine. Ooh, um, I I think this pick I'm gonna. I think I'm going to go against the grain that Aaron laid down. I'm going to go with uh, Ethan Carter. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Ethan Carter on this one. I think that's just what my gut tells me. I don't really have too much to explain behind it, but I just I feel like this this is the perfect occasion for him to come back to Turner's Hall and uh, win against uh, someone like Argana, who's He's been toiling it out in Turner's Hall for uh, the last few years. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm changing my. I'm, I'm going with Carter. Ethan Carter is good. <laughs> um, how about our one and only Marion Fontaine versus Rockstar Spud? I, I, I'm always fair to Mayor, so I, I have to pick Marion Fontaine. Perfect. Yeah, I'm definitely picking Marion Fontaine in this one. Um, just for sheer longevity in AIW, um, Marion Fontaine definitely is my pick. Um, nobody wears suspenders as well as Marion Fontaine. And um, I, I can see Marion Fontaine pulling that bow tie and, and really doing some damage there. Um, yeah, I'm 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 definitely I'm solidly behind Marion Fontaine. Fair to Mayor. That's 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 great to hear, gents. I would I would almost pick Rockstar Spud just to make sure that he doesn't uh, get a goose egg on the end. But I'm still I'm, I'm still going to go with me actually. <laughs> go with me on this one. And plus, uh, plus I, I managed Marion Fontaine in the past, so I got to pick. You know, I, I got to pick a former client. That's true. And we did go before with you. I'm surprised in all these escapades with the spittoon and uh, and stool. You haven't you haven't been there to tell me down or give me a bottle of water. I almost expect to see you sometimes in the corner. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Absolution One was a long time ago. Which also Helen Hell on Earth One was a long time ago, and that was the actual uh, first event that I participated in for AIW. If I'm correct, which would have been at uh, the Beachland Ballroom uh, on the east side of Cleveland. I, you know, I was uh, I was there first year of AIW also, and uh, you know, I remember seeing Marion Fontaine always there. Uh, Fontaine, you you've been at all the um, you were at all the gauntlets too for a while there, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the the uh, uh, I participated in every. Uh, Gauntlet, sometimes with suspenders, sometimes with tennis rackets, and uh, everything else in between. 
Oh, the tennis racket, the machine gun. <laughs> yeah, how could I not pick you against uh, Rockstar Spud? If you bring out the tennis racket, definitely picking five well, games. I mean, you know, EC3 will be there uh, on Friday, so if, if there was ever a time to bring the racket back, I guess it would be it would be on that occasion. If there was ever a time to bring New Jack and the Thrillbilly back, it would be, uh, oh, my God. Iron Curtain Mystery Dream Partner Replacement for Joey Vincent Martini. The Thrillbilly Sloan Steel. Oh, now I didn't think of that, but that could be a possibility. Or New Jack. Or New Jack. Or, or Fruit and Winners. Mm. Or, not, or not Fruit and Winners. We're uh, way past the, the Lakewood era of AIW. Those hard times there, man. Really reaching. Not for going through the annals of <laughs> possible old AIW uh, competitors. Mass Fish. Mass Fish is going to be the mystery partner <laughs> for the Iron Curtain. Will it be Southside St. Clair? Uh, it's, uh, that would be tremendous. Sister Ophelia. Super Oprah. Oh, Super Oprah is bad news for everybody. Uh, I think they're saving that. Pop that one off the girls' night out. And uh, the the championship match, the absolute title match, one fall, falls count anywhere, Tim Dons, Ricky Shane Page, Josh Alexander, Tyson Dukes. If I'm picking anyone, I'm picking Ricky Shane Page. Uh, I'm picking Dukes because, I mean, uh, I'm not sure if you saw the Russell Rager pre-tapes, but, um, you know, I watched Paint Dry with the man, and he made it entertaining. And I watched Grass Grow with the man, and that was entertaining. So, so I'm picking Tyson Dukes, the entertainer, the most entertaining absolute champion of all time. The era of entertainment. The entertainment era is upon us. All right. Uh, and I, I, was, I think I'll, um, I think I'll give it to, to, to Ricky Shane Page. I think I'll give him the nod. Uh, I've been paying attention to the wires and, and papers and such, and I've seen he's won uh, some uh, gold in uh, other territories. And uh, I think he's on a hot streak right now. And, you know, not only has he become uh, a bit of a fan favorite at AIW, but some other promotions around. And I think he's using that to fuel his uh, recent success. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go go with uh, the old RSP. All right, I think that uh, that, that kind of wraps everything up for uh, Hell on Earth 10. Uh, before um, we go to close the show, I'd like to uh, get your your plugs, both of you. Uh, let's start with uh, Aaron Bauer. Well, you know what? i I, I got to mention this, too. Uh, the last three Hell on Earth events, um, a man by the name of Dolph Ziggler has been there in attendance. And... I don't see why this event would be any different. So maybe that Iron Curtain member is going to be a show-off. The mystery. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, plus, I don't know, uh, follow me on Twitter, but uh, I'm not much of a tweeter. and um, It's at Fair to Air. And then uh, I'm on Facebook. You can look up Baron Bauer. But really, 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 what you should do is just follow AIW because... It's a tremendous promotion. Uh, 
great talent. We're putting on killer cards. Uh, there's nothing, you know, you're not going to be disappointed by anything uh, that AIW is putting on, uh, regardless if it's Hell on Earth 10 or if you're just watching uh, the YouTube channel for, you know, clips that we upload, whatever. Uh, follow AIW. Follow uh, AI Wrestling on the Twitter, uh, on the YouTube channel. AIW uh, Wrestling on Facebook, um, Instagram. I, I'm sure they got you know there's that and uh, yeah, follow follow AIW and uh, it's good shit, man. I, I've never been prouder to be part more part of a, a promotion than I am uh, being associated with AIW. And you know, I, back in '97, I broke in. I worked for ECW, and that was a huge deal. That was a cool thing, and I couldn't imagine anything being better than that, but right now I'm living it as part of uh, AIW. So follow AIW and uh, enjoy your life. Uh, Fontaine, how about you? Sure thing. Uh, You know, usually the easiest way fans can uh, reach out or get a hold of me is uh, through a nifty little uh, Facebook interactive page. Uh, That's just... Uh, slash mustache fontaine facebook.com slash mustache fontaine and that's where uh, you'll see you know most of my postings as far as like upcoming events like the spectacular one for you know AIW and uh, such and also uh, this year it is the holiday season and I once again will be delivering well not hand delivering I'll leave that up to the fine folks of the United States Postal Service uh We'll be doing holiday cards again this year, and I know you two gents have got them in the past, so hopefully uh, you look forward to putting them on your mantles or trees, whatnot. Um, and then uh, if you if you like old-fashioned characters and old-fashioned types, uh, old-fashioned wrestling is a fun project I spearhead. And uh, if you want to follow anything with that, it's old wrestling with an e. So Twitter is just old wrestling with an e, and Facebook we just. Uh, released a DVD of uh, an extravaganza of wrestling exhibition, so it's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, so, yeah, if you like uh, some comedic, old-fashioned characters, uh, check it out. Uh, otherwise, you know, support the great uh, independent promotions, not only that I'm a part of, but just uh, that are happening all over the country and Canada. You know, Alpha One, Smash, uh, 2CW, AAW. There, there's, there's so many... Uh, that are doing wonderful things, just like AIW is. Uh, it, it, it's truly probably, as far as I'm concerned, for uh, being a part of independent wrestling for, I think, nine or ten years or so around now, uh, I feel like this is probably the best stride that independent wrestling is hitting as far as, like, interactive with fans and talent and all that. So it's a great time to be able to choose and uh, watch just all kinds of wrestling. So support independent wrestling. Hey, uh, let me uh, let me butt in here and, and put over the Marion Fontaine Christmas card. Uh, having been a recipient for the previous two Christmases, um, I have three kids and a wife, and I make sure that we take that angel that is traditionally put at the top of the tree, and that has, that gets body slammed every year by the Marion Fontaine Christmas card which sits appropriately atop of my uh of my Christmas tree. 
for my entire family to see. So it's uh, good stuff there. We're all big fans of, of Marion Fontaine here in the Bauer household. I'm just glad it got delivered because, I mean, I, I it's a postcard with me shirtless, so I just wasn't sure of what would get returned back to you, so I'm glad you guys got it. Uh, you know, and it's a great conversation piece for uh, when my family comes over for the holidays. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep both of mine in a, a very safe place, and I look forward to adding to it. And actually, if you weren't going to mention it, I was actually going to ask about it because uh, who cares about all this Christmas stuff? I'm looking more forward to the Marion Fontaine Christmas card. Perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's been some planning. package here. I always want to unwrap. <laughs> and all right, I guess that'll uh, end it up and um, kick it back to this message, and uh, we'll be back right after this. What's up, everybody? This is Mr. Old School from the Trending Topics Network here to tell you about my movie podcast called Old School at the Movies. We get you up to speed on all the latest news and rumors. We have our movie review of the week. We set up what is coming out this week in movies. We got DVD releases, Netflix news, and we even got a bargain bin segment. All that and much more. Check us out at oldschoolmovies.net or trendingtopicsnetwork.com. Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. About a year ago and some change, I was cutting a promo right here in this shitty basement on you, Michael Hutter. We went on to have a good match, and we went on to have an even better one at Hell on Earth. Will you and me beat the shit out of each other? We use steel chairs, we use tables, we use thumbtacks, we use it all. Guys, Hell on Earth is my event. Last year... Me and Michael Hutter beat the shit out of each other. That was just for a pride. That was just for a victory. What the hell do you think I'm going to do to you guys when this belt is on the line? Because this title means the world to me. And i got to be honest with you guys. Though I fight dirty, my conscience is very, very clean. Because I respect you guys. There's no one else I'd rather be in that ring with. On Friday than you guys. Than you Josh Alexander. Than you Ricky Shane Page. Than you Tyson. Because you guys are the hungriest people in that locker room. And I respect that. You guys have earned this shot. But let's be honest here boys. Right? Because I'm all about honesty. While you and me might be friends to our faces. While you and me might shake hands in the back. You want this. Just as badly as I want to keep it. Professional wrestling, as real it is, as it is, is full of fakes. Guys who shake your hands, guys who wish you the best, guys who congratulate you. I remember walking through that back and Ricky Shane Page, you tell me congratulations. And indeed, that meant a lot. What I also know is that you wish you were me. You all wish that you were made of vetting every show. You all wish that your name had a fucking in the middle of it. But it's not. Because I will do anything for AIW. I will do anything for me and more importantly because I have nothing else. I will do anything for professional wrestling. Black Friday, this belt is staying with me. Catchphrase.
This is Mr. Underrated Davey Vega, and you are listening to the Ohio Indie Report. Booyah! All right, welcome back. You know what? It was... The words don't describe what it was like to have one of my favorites on. I mean, I love Veda, too, and I've had her on twice now. But Marion Fontaine, uh, it's an honor, a complete honor and privilege to be able to have him on this show. So let's get into one more time our final recap of this great event. AIW proudly presents Hell on Earth 10 this Friday, tomorrow, November 28th, 2014, 7.30 p.m., Turner's Hall, 7325 Guthrie Avenue, Cleveland, Ohio. Seats are just $20. You are not, you are not going to want to miss this show. It's Black Friday. Get all your shopping done early because you've probably spent it all day on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving night, and all that doing your shopping. So enjoy, enjoy your day. Enjoy your day at AIW Turner's Hall the last AIW show in Turner's Hall, quite possibly the last AIW show ever. This card is massive and so amazing. The League of Justice versus the Iron Curtain. Jimmy Jacobs versus Nasty Russ Myers. Eric Ryan versus Chris Sabin. Dog Collar Match. Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page. Alex Shelley versus Josh Prohibition. The six-pack scramble for the intense title. Davey Vega, Veda Scott, Alex Daniels, Lewis Linden, Joshua Singh, and Flip Kendrick. Rockstar Spud versus Marion Fontaine. Ethan Carter III versus Johnny Gargano and for the absolute title the Hell on Earth match one fall falls count anywhere Tim Donst versus Ricky Shane Page versus Josh Alexander versus Tyson Dukes you will not want to miss this show once again tomorrow night November 28th at Turner's Hall hopefully we will see you there but if you can't be there I will be doing live tweeting or at least live picks from the event you can also check out my friends at, uh, I believe it's Indie Wrestling Results. I will retweet some of their stuff too. It's a friend of mine who will be probably sitting right next to me tweeting results. And if I'm not at a show, sometimes you can check out results at the Juicy Details and their Twitter account. So if you want to even check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ohio Indie Report on Twitter at Ohio Report. But that will do it for us. If we don't see you at the show, hopefully you will see us on Twitter and that'll do it for us. The Ohio Indie Report right here on Kayfabe Sports Radio where it's all at work. And this was the Ohio Indie Report. We're from Ohio, okay.